Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years Years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menino. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. It is August 3rd, 2020. I don't know why, but this year, the date just shocks me every day. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's April. Oh, my God, it's May. Now it's freaking Christmas. Not yet, but soon. I'm going to say that. Um, Coming to you live from my home studio in Connecticut with... My dear friend, Meredith Ahern, who uh, drove, (laughs) she drove up, she's been quarantining with her mom, so don't worry, she's safe. She's been quarantining uh, since April. Since April, <laughs> with her mom, and of course we've got Kels hey. manning the studio. FYI, we have been having some technical difficulties. If we shut down, please hang on. Kelsey <laughs> will get us right back up. It's Woo! already happened three times in our testing this morning. <laughs> yes, it has. But not going to happen anymore because we professionals here. So hey, we right. worked out the kinks the half hour before. Anyhow. Excited to be with you guys today. Our quote of the day. Ooh, this is a good one. You ready? It's okay to say no. <laughs> and Ooh. that is from Caroline Welch, our guest today. I'm so excited to chat with her. She's a mindfulness expert. 
She's going to give us practical tips to enjoy more presence in our lives Mm. and empowerment tools to make meaningful changes for our futures. I am giddy um, because she is filled with tips and tools and you know we're always adding tools in our tool belt for our lives. Mm -hmm. I must say if you did not listen to our show on Thursday, quite possibly as my favorite show ever. Um, I have already been diagnosing everyone around me. (laughs) She has. That she has. And it's been really powerful to realize why we are the way we are, what we're comfortable with. Um, And, you know, I can't say enough good things about Thursday's show. Every man, woman, child should listen to it. Um, Children so that they know that they don't have to program themselves the way we all did. What? Mm -hmm. What? Anyhow, uh, if you haven't already subscribed, please do. You'll get little notifications that let you know about these amazing episodes that are coming your way. Helps us as well. Subscribe Queen over here. Since she joined, we're almost up 10,000 subscribers because she's actually asking people to subscribe (laughs) now on social media and people are doing just that that they are so guys the lesson in life is ask and you shall receive right so you don't ask you don't get exactly so here i am baby come and subscribe here i am baby come on and subscribe (laughs) subscribe to better together yeah yeah anyway um subscribe to better together you guys help us and we will help you by continuing to bring you this amazing content if you haven't already uh given a review i'm so grateful for all the incredible reviews you've all um sent in and they really help other people to kind of understand what we are all about so that is uh, incredible if you can do that over at Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't joined us on Patreon, we're going deeper into our discussions there and we can do things that YouTube doesn't allow us to do, like curate amazing clips. So um, we're also doing incredible giveaways there. So most recently, our patrons, Carolyn Taylor, Aaron O'Sullivan, and Margot Rand were selected for our three-tier Patreon giveaway with Elisa VT. She was our guest last week where we talked about her company, Flow Living, and Kelsey and I did not get to our homework this weekend. However, we will be getting into Flow Living this weekend. Yes, Yes, we will. (laughs) We just got a little too busy, um, and we were too tired, so um, Mm -hmm. we were too tired to do anything, even though we still did a lot, but (laughs) anyhow, um, anything that required a lot of brain power got cut off the list. Yeah, yeah. So um, so they got our incredible giveaway from Elisa VT, and it included a free book, two months of hormone supplements, and a year-long membership to her Flow Living's cycle syncing program. Meredith, if you don't listen to this episode, okay. and like, oh my God, it's incredible. Oh, guys, in. we really have incredible episodes here. I'm so like giddy. Um, shout out to uh, Jeff for incredible bookings and Kelsey, all of you guys for your incredible work on the show because oh. we keep topping ourselves. Truly. Um, a lot of people say yes yeah. to the show. That's the one thing I've learned, Maria, is that I find someone great and I go out and say, hey, Maria wants you on the show. They usually say yes, which makes, <laughs> in some ways, our job easy. We yes. have to search, but when we seek, they find. I love great. it. So for more giveaway eligibility, join our Patreon today by clicking the link in the episode description. Uh, our winner for the free coaching with Patty Penn, the Reiki master who was on last week, who was also incredible. And one of you mm-hmm. wrote us a review and said that she was life-changing, will be announced on Wednesday. So guys, we got a lot of giveaways Woo! and a lot of great content. 
I mean, what more could you ask for? So. Oh, wait. Leah in the chat. Anyone who's skeptical of Patreon, trust me, it's worth it. Aww. Leah. Thanks, Leah. Thanks, Leah. Um, okay, so now before we get into any other fun stuff, because I have to tell you about my new TV obsession. <laughs> good news Monday, people. It is good news Monday. And I'm so excited about this story because... Jeff was like, this reminds me of you. And then we saw this and we were all dying. I'm like, this is so me. And this is like Meredith in the car, by the way. So watch this clip, guys. All right. All right. Well, before you hit play, let me set it up. So a woman in Montreal saved a squirrel who wouldn't get out of the road. So in the video, she nervously picks up the squirrel, like jogs over to a tree, saves his life. And by the way, if you watch really carefully, she starts patting him when she puts him (laughs) down. Like she got really comfortable with him. And so, um, you know, we love having our, our good news movement Mondays here on Better Together. So let's take a look at how freaking adorable the squirrel is because I need him in my life. Get that volume up. So the person in the car can't stop giggling. The squirrel won't go anywhere. Don't touch that! When she picks it up, it is freebies. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier and to help you out. I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. That is you, it Maria. Is you. That is Maria. Guys, the squirrel so yeah. wanted to be friends with her. He wouldn't move. She had to literally pick him up and jog him across the street and yeah, I would do the same thing. Yeah, you would. He was so friendly and cute. I can't. I can't. Do you know how many squirrels I've given safe passage to? Yes, <laughs> I do. Do you know what that means, Kelsey? No, I don't so, know what you're talking about. So no, it's horrible actually. So first of all, since I was a little girl, I've always saved animals that yeah. like have either fallen yeah. out of trees or been sick. I'll right. create like a little box for them with like you know, shavings and, you know, I house them, I feed them with little water, like needle thingies. And anyway, I've been saving animals for my whole life. So where I live in LA, there's always like an accident. And Mm -hmm. so one day I was driving and the squirrel had been hit and, and I was like, oh my God. So I get out of the car and I got like a, um, a shopping bag and I was patting him and giving him safe passage. I'm like, little guy, I'm so sorry. I'll be with you till it's your last oh. breath. And like I pat them and I love them and I pray over them. And so, and then they go away and then I get really sad and I go home and cry to Kevin. And he's like, it's just a squirrel. And I'm like, know, no, you're right. my friend. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Or like mice you've done. Oh yeah. I try to uh, give CPR to a rat. I like uh, 
I didn't do the mouth to mouth part, but yeah, I mean, lizards. I gave chest compressions to a lizard recently. Remember, Jeff? You never finished that video. I I, uh, we have the one video, Dunkin' Donuts stuff, but I, by the end of this week, I can get the praying mantis video edited. Oh, yeah, God. I try to the save prank, one of them. Praying mantis. Anyway, I, I, I love animals. <laughs> that little squirrel, he was so cute. It reminded me there was a dodo video this morning. Oh, yeah. That I was obsessed with. And it was this um, bull terrier. You remember like Spuds McKenzie, like that dog. And he had this big smile on and his owners, his two dads, I think they were from like Italy. Yeah. They had to pull him everywhere. He wouldn't walk. And he just had this huge grin on as he would slide everywhere. I love him. He was not cute. (laughs) Yes, he was. You're so mean. He was not cute. He did have a really big smile, but no. Oh, he was adorable. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyhow. Okay. So from from squirrels and animals to um, this TV obsession that I have to share with you guys. So, yes, we're always working towards enlightenment. However, there's always curiosity in life. (laughs) And we need mindless television. And so Kevin recently started yelling at Kelsey and I while we've been in Connecticut saying, you guys need to watch 60 Days In. Mm -hmm. It's this prison show. And of course, like, I've always been obsessed with prison shows. I don't know why. Um, Maybe, and a lot of women are. I think we kind of want to know, like, I love Dateline and all that. We kind of want to know how someone's going to hurt us. So we're like, (laughs) let's educate ourselves, right? And prison is something that's like so crazy. I don't know. I just, I'm always fascinated to get in the minds of criminals. So anyhow, we finally got it going. We watched 60 Days In, happens to be produced by Lucky Eight, who I'm working with on another project. Amazing. And they're incredible. And so 60 Days In chronicles like the story of I think six mm-hmm. civilians who choose to go to jail <laughs> you guys okay for oh. various reasons one guy I think his name was Tim he was a he's a former marine Zach Zach, Zach. yeah Zach wants to be a DEA right. agent so he wants to get in the heads of like you know druggies criminals, right. criminals right. whatever yeah. and then there's Robert the teacher who decides he wants to go because he thinks there needs to be reform. Then there's this wife of a military guy who thinks they're all getting free rides and how could they, why should they get three square meals like my husband who's serving our country? Oh my God, Jeff's face right now is amazing. That's good producing. That's like very different stories. It's really interesting. The the characters they chose, the casting is so genius. So, So Robert's like, oh, this is a piece of cake. I mean, he is like probably certifiable yeah um there's something not not quite right about him something Something off off. they threw him in solitary for 30 (laughs) days so when you're in the program if you break a rule you get punished accordingly there's no like oh you're in this for the tv show and so you can do whatever you want oh no 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 because nobody knows but the sheriff and this one other captain guy no one in the jail because there's so much corruption mm-hmm. between wow. the um what do you call them the, the jail keeper people yeah sure i yeah, like them. that the anyway security correctional guards correctional officers yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah. so anyhow so it's like there's this like 19 year old kid who's curious because his brother's been in jail incarcerated for five years they all go in and <laughs> it is like 
I mean, really intense. It's intense. Kelsey and I were like, I'm like, Kelsey, I don't know if I can watch this. This is so intense. Like, you didn't see, you saw a little bit last yeah. night you were on your phone most yeah. of the time. There was over but it, yeah. that period of time before they, they eat their last meal mm-hmm. and then they go in mm-hmm. and then people are saying they want to F them and yeah. eat them and murder them and this and that. And I'm like, bah, what's wrong with people? It's Why would crazy. they do this? Well, and Maria and I keep saying too, the female, because the females and the males are separated, right? The female cell, it's just high school. It's mm-hmm. like all this drama, yeah. high school. It's, Jeff, you need. I texted Jeff. It's so good. Guys, so I always say watch 90 Day Fiance. It's the greatest (laughs) reality television on the planet. And now Kevin and I are going to have to figure out because I'm back here for a little while. I might have to start cheating on him and we might have to start watching. If we're gone for a long time, we decide, okay, all bets are off. We watch independently and then we come back together. And I think that's what's going to have to happen with 90 Days because I'm really missing it. But this show (laughs) goes to a whole other level of reality. It is brilliantly executed. The, the people, the characters are insane. Um, it's wild. The, it's actually one thing I would never do. <laughs> you were going to say actually. You know I say yes to everything right. and I'll try anything. Yeah. This is the one thing I'm I would surprised. say. absolutely no, never. I'm surprised. And here's why. Yeah. So when we do the work here, and it's interesting, let me... Let me yeah, close us. the loop on close this one. Let me bring this back. Why? We're not so so as we learned last week on the show, what happened in our lives, like probably before age 10, what formed us, whatever was going on in our home is our comfort zone, right? So if abuse was in our home, that's what we're comfortable with. That's what we're used to. That's what we will end up continuing to kind of attract because that's where we feel comfortable ironically mm-hmm. whether we want it or not consciously subconsciously you know for me we we broke down my things and I won't get back into it but when we don't know what those things are and that's what we do every day on this show we're on this journey to get better and to learn and to grow and like she said last week it was it's really about consciously making choices every day and really doing the work consciously every day to to get away from that programming, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You go into this situation. Now, this situation could be replicated anywhere. It could be a workplace. It could be family life, whatever. You get to see from afar, like the girl Tammy. She's a police officer. Mm-hmm. She's from Boston. Before she goes in there, you're like, oh, she's got her shit together. She's amazing, whatever. And then she gets in there, and you just see her programming. Yep. You see yep. that she was obviously an outcast in school. She obviously had... Um, issues where people were outcasting her and not she didn't feel included and now she's in this jail setting and the second she doesn't feel included she regresses back to that little pained girl Mm -hmm. and so she what does she do when she's pained she kind of fights and starts picking fights with everybody and is like i don't want to be with you guys right like imagine the playground Mm -hmm. i don't want to be your friend anyway right but she really wants exactly that she yeah. wishes they would include her yeah. yeah she wishes she could be on the in nobody wants to be on the out dr dan siegel we talked about this who is the husband of our guest today caroline welch and so it's so fascinating to be able to take a step back and see that that's exactly what's just happening right those are the dynamics yeah. that we just continue to carry and so i want tammy to watch the show know, so right? she can identify this <laughs> like reaching up. jeff let's get tammy i know it's so interesting <laughs> oh um i love it yeah, wow. it was really cool. It's so, wild. Right? Those are the dynamics yeah. that we just continue to carry. 
And so I want Tammy to watch the show know, so she right? can identify this. Like reaching up, Jeff. Let's get Tammy. I know it's so interesting. Oh um, I love it. Yeah, wow. it was really cool. It's so wild. So that's that, guys. That's that. Watch sixty days watch in. That. Yeah. And uh, and TikTok isn't banned, even though I did save my all I cared about was a few videos I did with my parents in quarantine because yeah, yeah. they're so cute and I really wanted to um <laughs> to save those but it it's not banned yet I don't really believe the the hype that Trump wanted to cancel it because of his rally not going well I think he really is it's concerned worried. about China I would think I saw that in the thing that's valid but, but uh, um, yeah, I'm, that was the interesting speculation was some wondered if maybe because TikTok was the reason his rally was ruined, if it's a vendetta. But I don't I don't think so either. It's just an interesting. That pitch. would be kind of tough. I don't know. He does have whatever. I don't want to talk about him. But <laughs> um, but totally. I think, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. And Jeff, we're going to be tracking a storm here. We're getting a, a hurricane. Oh, yeah. Storm tracker. I yeah. Storm I, tracker. I, yeah, that's crazy. I know. Man. So. Well, we'll keep us posted. Stay safe, guys. Stay safe. Don't worry, Jeff. I have to wake up every morning bright and early to water my dad's garden. <laughs> she loves it. I don't. Maybe the hurricane <laughs> will help you with watering the garden. So hopefully yeah. that will stop me from having to do it. There you go. My yes. brother had put together That's this like true. messed up watering system that doesn't even work. I brought a sprinkler guy over here to help me and he's like, what the F is this? Oh. And I go, I go, I'm glad it's not just me and the professionals are even confused. <laughs> And in like two seconds, my brother be like, what are you guys, stupid? It's because of this. I have it hooked up to this. And then the birds come and then they poop into the system. And then the pipe starts to kick over this way. And then, boom, it gets wadded. Totally <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> I didn't know there was birds. And then Amazon delivers a package. Yeah. And then if Amazon delivers the package, then the weight of the package on the front porch, then it oh, levers a little water right, right. from the pipe underneath. That makes sense. <laughs> That's my Boston accent, uh, everybody. That's good. Yeah. Real good. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've been pulling out my hair, setting up this house. <laughs> but you're killing it. You're doing well. I'm trying. We're getting there. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, if anybody is interested, I'll be filling in for Kelly Ripa Wednesday yeah. morning and mm-hmm. Thursday morning, uh, co-hosting with Ryan. So uh, tune in to that. We got to remember to tell my mom. Yeah. Because she's going to be really sad if she misses that. And she... Misses me so much. Kevin said she literally asks Mary for me every minute of the day. I miss Maria. Where is Maria? All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. 
Oh, so sweet. Yeah. So she'll be so excited to watch. Uh, yeah, she'll be excited. And I'll, wrote say, it down. Oh, I'll say hi to her. Mm -hmm. Hi, mom. So cute. Cute. I'm in your house. Yeah. <laughs> house party without you here. I threw a party in your room. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, all right. Let's learn about mindfulness. I don't know if I have my intro for Carolina. Right here. here it is. There you go. So, oh, that's interesting. It's part of the research, but it's not in the questions. We'll have to figure that scam out. Okay. Well, she is the CEO <clears throat> and co-founder with Dr. Dan Siegel, who has been on the show before. If you didn't listen to his episode, it was amazing. Um, we'll put the link to that one in the summary just so that you guys can access it pretty quickly. Um, the co-founder and CEO with Dr. Dan Siegel of the Mindsight Institute in Santa Monica, California. She has served as an L.A. County court-appointed mediator as well as an in-house counsel at MGM Studios. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm verklempt. She's uh, <laughs> frequently a booked lecturer and workshop leader, dictate... Uh, well, no idea what that word is. Um, guys, we're having some issues here. Um, talking about enhancing our well-being in our personal and professional lives, and she joins us today to discuss everyday mindfulness practices... Caroline, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So uh, your husband was incredible on the show. Um, the two of you are um, probably like, uh, what is that conversation like at home? I can only imagine. You guys are so enlightened and have so much knowledge. Do you guys ever fight about who's smarter? <laughs> That's such a great question that, of course, I cannot answer. <laughs> One of one of the jokes is, and, and this was really clear when I was writing my book, because uh, I was kind of obsessed with getting the science right. And so if I were to ask Dan a question, I knew we were in for a long discussion if he said, wow, that's interesting. I never thought about that. I have seven points. So, you know, then an hour later, I would have what I could call into what I might put into the book in what I consider to be plain English. <laughs> so do you ever say like, um, honey, could you get to the point, please? <laughs> yes, I do, but that doesn't work very well sometimes. <laughs> oh, I understand. I have that in my life. My husband is amazing, but sometimes I'm like, honey... I, I'm yawning because this is just taking too long. <laughs> I'm falling asleep. Um, well, I'm really excited to have this chat with you because um, there are so many things, you know, within mindfulness that I think we can really benefit from. And you have so many tools and we are always trying to acquire more tools to to thrive in this world. And so purpose is a big big thing uh, for people. And obviously, I want to know your definition of purpose. And I know that you um, you know that this is an important tool for living a mindful life. I would start with uh, the simple, the simplest definition I can give you is <clears throat> that it's what gets you up in the morning. It's what's meaningful to you. It has an impact on others. And there are many myths around purpose, like that it's one and done. You figure out your purpose at some point in life and then you're set. But as you know, we all play so many roles that actually with respect to each role, 
we have a purpose. And as we change priorities or pace our lives, we continually need to adjust our purpose in many cases so that we can live aligned with it. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting because you stress that it's okay for our purpose to change throughout our lives. And apparently research in epigenetics is helping to validate this. Can you explain that? The What we're learning um, in the world of epigenetics, and, and let me just start by saying, epi means something on top of our genes. So there are regulators that can determine how our bodies or brains might be. And so uh, early childhood experiences, for example, uh, might make us, uh, if there was something traumatic, then our regulation might make us a little bit more um, prone to being annoyed or fearful. Mm -hmm. And we also now know that we can inherit uh, also from our grandparents, uh, some propensity as well, uh, given that perhaps uh, the studies are showing at the, uh, in the case of there've been studies with the Holocaust uh, survivors and um, also um, other other areas, just a very new area, but uh, this also um, has an impact on who we are. So what do you say to people who think they don't have a purpose? I would say perhaps it just hasn't been articulated or considered. I think we all have things that we enjoy or find meaningful in our days. Mm -hmm. And our days are pretty hectic, mostly. So it's often a matter of taking the time to articulate it for ourselves. And uh, purpose researcher Victor Strecker says, just take a piece of paper, write down your purpose. That's the most important piece of paper that you'll have and carry it with you. Hmm, I like that. It's like a daily reminder. Right, and, and, and it's, it's a pretty powerful tool Uh, Because, of course, you have to be present with what is to be able to come up with your purpose and articulate it. But we all have these challenges in our lives or discouraging days. So if we can always refer back to our purpose and say, okay, well, maybe today was really disappointing at work and I didn't get to the three things I wanted to do, but I'm still on a mission to be the best educator I can be or make the science as accessible as I can for my students. Those things keep us going. We haven't lost track of that. And that's very encouraging, especially on a discouraging day. How would you help somebody find their purpose? I'd start by asking them who they look up to. And and often in people whom we'd like to emulate, we can find uh, purpose. I would also ask what's important, what they think about when they get up in the morning, what makes them happy. And it's also, there's a, one of the other purpose myths is that it must be something grand. Like I want to uh, address climate change and make a huge difference. Mm. But the fact is that 
we all live within families and relationships and even being our most resilient selves or most present selves uh, is a very worthy purpose. And so I want to make sure that the, the listeners don't get carried away with the fact that it must have a major impact on the world. Of mm -hmm. course, that's great, but you could say that for us to be uh, our best selves means that we then can impact others and that ripples out and makes this a much better world. I agree. I like that. Um, you stress the importance of the three W's. What went well? Will you elaborate on this and how we can apply this philosophy? I know you talk about pivoting, so maybe you need to get into pivoting first, but... We can, we can come in either way with that. Uh, the the 3W, 3Ws of what went well uh, is a way that we start our meetings here at the Mindside Institute, but it's used quite widely. And the beauty of starting with what went well is that inevitably you hear about the challenges of what happened on a given project. Mm -hmm. But it is so amazing when you start by being grateful for and bringing into the room what went well. So the link to pivoting and pivoting a lot of competition for these P's. I had to be very selective. I couldn't write an extremely long book. So uh, pivoting became one of the P's that I wanted to use to show how presence can be in our lives because change is so constant and predictable and consistent but we as humans don't like change. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> the pivoting comes in when we realize we need to make a change. And so rather than getting paralyzed, I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. ...and not being able to go forward, hopefully we can recognize, wait, I'm only pivoting, just as in basketball, I'm making a little swivel here, but I still have my skills, my relationships, my friends, my resources, and then this part of my life, whether it's personal or professional, is what I'm making a change in. And somehow just to have that grounding and be mindful of it can give us the courage and the strength to go forward and be pivoting when we uh, when we can determine that we perhaps should consider a pivot. So <clears throat> I should have asked this earlier, but tell me what you guys do at the Mindsight Institute. Our mission here is to take the latest science and to make it accessible for well-being, both professionally and personally. And we, um, uh, Dan is trained as a psychotherapist. Uh, 
And we say that we are not promoting a given form of therapy, but we inform therapy. So we like to bring together all different disciplines or basically anything that we think would be helpful to our audience. And what kind of people <clears throat> are coming there? And for what reasons? We, um, our students are largely online and traditionally they have been mental health professionals. But more recently, um, like in the last 10 years, we have many uh, coaches, business leaders, um, attorneys, educators, parents, uh, administrators, all different groups of persons uh, very interested in how uh, mindfulness can impact our lives. That's so neat. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was um, what's me, what's me now, and what's my family expectations? You say it's valuable for us to ask these questions. Yeah, I, I say valuable because I think there are so many tracks laid out for us in school and then when we get into positions in the world about what's expected of us or imposed on us so i like to remind the um just to remind ourselves to take a step back and say wait am i on this path for me does this really work for me and one of the traps is sometimes things are going well because we're good at something mm -hmm. and haven't stepped back to look at how it was working for our deepest interest. And I, um, I have an example in the book. I interviewed a woman from uh, originally uh, from Pakistan, and she had practiced for 10 years as, a, as an accountant uh, and uh ultimately even though she was good at accounting her love our main interest was to become a lawyer and her parents and her culture valued accounting over being a lawyer so she didn't know how she would tell her parents but the fact that she had finally come to terms with this herself gave her the strength to announce to her family that she was going to become a lawyer so that took her 10 i mean after practicing accounting for 10 years she finally could get the strength to you know, look at what it is she wants, not what does the culture value or the society, but what would I like to do? Yeah, well, that's such a tough thing for all of us to, I think everybody grapples with that, whether it's with professions or even um, family life. I've had so many family members that either didn't marry the person they loved because they weren't marrying within the Greek culture and that was a no-no or um, you know, whatever it was, they just were never making choices based on what they wanted. It was based on what the rest of the family wanted or what society wanted them to do. And that's, that's a challenge. It is a challenge because we love, we're social beings mm -hmm. with social brains and we like to be accepted and we like to be parts of a part of a group. Yeah. Um, how do you encourage women to overcome fear of failure? I don't know if we can over ever overcome it because it's, it's the way in part uh, that all of us are wired. But I think if we can do a reframe, if we can mindfully recognize that I have to take this chance, even if I fail, because this is a window into my growth. Mm -hmm. 
it's an opportunity. So hopefully that that reframe can power us so that the fear of failure doesn't become uh, overwhelming for us. I like that. That felt much less pressured Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Right? Like Meredith's going to be embarking on like a new career probably. And instead of having that fear, like it's just a window into, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Doesn't that feel better? Um, You also say that. The other thing I would add here, Maria, is that with pivoting, um, sometimes we think, okay, this is the last chance I'll have to make a change Mm. or this decision is so uh, forever. But to remember that we can pivot again. And that's also quite empowering. Like, okay, so if I don't get it right this time, I will, There, if I need to, I will have the strength to make another change. Yeah. Well, if you guys haven't listened to our episode with Susie Batiste, the creator of Poopery, uh, she is the ultimate pivoter. I mean, she kept coming. Failed business after failed business after failed business after failed business. In her early 40s, she's like, I quit. I stink at this. And boom, it was in that kind of free moment of her saying, I give in. I surrender trying. She created these oils to, (laughs) ironically, make poop smell not bad in a toilet. She creates poopery and ends up being the sole investor in her company that's now worth almost a billion dollars. So clearly she was okay at this. It just, she had to keep pivoting until she found the right thing. Um, But releasing yourself of that fear to not feel like badly that you haven't succeeded each time and people, you know, look at you funny is is a whole thing. One of the other things that we as women um, tend to do is overbook overwhelm ourselves. We were having this conversation recently um, here with some friends. Why is this such a kind of female phenomenon, do you think? There are many reasons. uh, And of course, uh, it starts um, very young and it starts in schools. And we can see that the, the socialization is part of it, and we take on a lot. We play a lot of roles. Um, traditionally, as we mature and become adults, if males could earn a living, then that was a measure of success, and that was where, you know, they could be considered, you know, that, that was a priority for them. But women have increasingly had more arenas to work within. And so parenting, running households, caregiving, we've just, we have a lot on our plates uh, traditionally. And so this inevitably means uh, overwhelm and too much to do. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we all have invisible superwoman capes on. Yeah. And we just think we're superheroes. Uh, And we are, but it's coming with an expense and you know we see that with with our health for sure well, Caroline related to this one of the most interesting things we talked about was the fatherhood <clears throat> bonus versus the motherhood penalty and I feel like this relates really closely to this and I'd love for you to like enlighten our listeners on this yeah I'm excited oh, to hear sure. this one. Uh, and so back to the roles if for example and I practiced um, law for many years if I would leave my firm at two o'clock on a Tuesday to go to my daughter's um, soccer game 
then my colleagues would think, wow, you know, she doesn't care about her job. That would, and, and may or may not say something directly to me. But if a male colleague left to do the same thing, the thought would be more likely, wow, he's a great dad. Mm -hmm. So it's these gender biases that exist, whether articulated or not, but that that is um and thank you uh, jeffrey for reminding me of that that's a good example of um of the overwhelm and what contributes to our situations yeah i mean we're uh, <laughs> we're oof. all like well, relating to wild. that yeah it really much. is um talk about pacing because i really th- thought this was interesting talking about like what chapter i'm in Pacing is uh, referring not only to the pace of our lives, uh, but also when we do get to this point where there's there's too much, we need to do what I, I like to call. As a first time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Selective neglect. So intentionally neglect something. And how are you going to figure that out? Figure that out, hopefully, by in part looking at what life phase am I in? I need to pace myself here. And... Hopefully our lifespans, our health spans are longer than ever. Uh, Statistically, we're living longer and we're more healthful during those years. So it can give us a lot of strength just to remember that like, oh, okay, right now, the next five years, this would be the ideal priority for me. And maybe it's not the time to take the most competitive uh, career track that I could find at this time for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so stepping back and looking at that and having that lens, that broader lens can inform our decisions. I love that. I did that for my husband recently. He was um, about to start a new venture and I was like, whoa, 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 Mm -hmm. hold up. (laughs) Really think about this because this is going to be a lot of work, ground zero, all the way up. This is your first moment where you can reassess your life and and actually maybe consider doing the things that you've wanted to do for the last 20 years that you didn't feel like you could do but now you're putting yourself in a situation where you're not going to be getting it again and so and I was like and whose fault will that be and so um I was selectively neglecting for him um but I like that I like selective neglect um and I I feel like naturally we kind of do it as we get older to a degree because we know you know you work at most people work at a more intense pace when they're younger. I know that's what I did. And now I can be more selective with how I approach things and what I choose. Um, but I really like that. 
Um, will you explain why it's important for us to distinguish between what's realistic and what is possible? I'm really excited to hear this one. Well, uh, it might it might relate to the example you just gave about your husband taking on something. I mean, there are so many possibilities for all of us, uh, fortunately. And so being realistic is, okay, what can fit into my schedule? And I use in the book the, um, the uh, metaphor of a pebble, a rock, or a boulder. And so when you're asked to do something, you think, oh, I can do that. That's possible. And it may have appeared to be a pebble, but when the time comes, it may have grown to a bigger project. Or you might have taken on something that really was a small project at the time, but it's grown. So there's this very interesting relationship between possible and realistic. And so if you if you can kind of assess, uh, for example, uh, you might commit to something because it's so far in the future, you think, oh, for sure, that's something possible for me. But to be realistic, it would be helpful to look at, well, what's my schedule today? If I were to have to do this today, could I do it? Because quite likely, if you fast forward to that time in six months, you won't have any more time. Yeah. We think we will, but it's so elusive. We really won't for what for so many reasons. So what if you agreed and now the pe- what was a pebble today in six months is coming closer and it's a boulder and it's weighing you down and it's, you know, taking its toll on you. What then? Then pivoting, we have to decide, okay, is this something um, really important to you? And then with the pacing, okay, and is this the time in my life to have this kind of take over my life? And by the way, there's nothing wrong with things taking over our lives sometimes. It's more a matter of how do we interact with that? Because a busy, engaged life is a stressful life. And so it's a matter then of deciding, okay, if this has become a boulder, again, looking at purpose, is this something I'm still feeling aligned with? And I'll make this work. That means I selectively neglect something else. And this can become front and center. Or maybe I need to delegate, which is also kind of hard for us sometimes. Mm -hmm. And start saying, no, another challenge for us. There was something you said just a second ago about we live even a busy, engaged life is stressful. Right. I'm um, I'm thinking of the um, the work of Kelly McGonigal, who researches um, uh, stress at Stanford, and she had spent years, as many had in the field, thinking stress is our enemy, and then had a reframe uh, based on studies that showed us, no, it's not the engagement level or the stress, if you will, itself. It's how you relate to it. So if you think stress will kill you, it is more likely to kill you. Hmm. If you think, uh, this is just what my life looks like. I'm I'm a... um, you know, an editor, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, all the roles, and this is busy. But if you have that perspective, that is the key to being able to handle it in a healthful way. So what you believe will be 
Yes, in in a nutshell. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Um, pacing exercises. What are those? The um, the pacing exercises um, I try to uh, bring alive in the book every <clears throat> every concept, and it would be, for example. Uh, setting out in a given day to uh, perhaps titrate the tech. That is, okay, today I'm only looking at email at given times, twice a day. Or uh, I will uh, receive the news, not have it kind of in the background. So these are, these are exercises we can do that will help us to pace our days and to have uh, perhaps more more solitude, if if possible, and more ability to uh, more peacefully move throughout the day. So it's 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 about kind of choosing what you want to do and how much you want to do. Is that something you do the day before, or is that something you do in the morning when you wake up? This is what I'm going to choose today. It's a combination. It's always. Um, I'm thinking about the work of Gretchen Rubin and she always encourages us to make one decision. Like if you want to jog, don't get up every morning and say, hmm, is this a good day for me to jog or not? Make the decision that this week, this month, or this is my exercise, I'm jogging every morning at eight. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a combination. You make the decision, you plan ahead, or it's one of your habits. But at the same time, one of the key concepts of mindfulness is that we're trying to spend more moments present, more and more of our moments every day. So it's not that we just sit for 12 minutes with the timer and when the bell rings, then the mindfulness is over. Mm -hmm. The idea is more to have it integrated into our lives so that even, for example, when I'm driving my car, I'm aware of my hands on the steering wheel or one of the uh, working moms whom I interviewed, uh, she was very quick to say, well, I'm not very mindful. But then as I explored with her what her day looks like, she said, okay, well, when I get home from work, I touch my front doorknob and I just take a couple of breaths before I enter the house and then connect with my teenage daughter. So even though she didn't think she was mindful because it was equated in her mind with having a formal practice she's very mindful Mm. and this is bringing presence into a very uh, ordinary moment of her life but this is really the the beautiful thing about mindfulness if we can bring those mindful moments more and more into our daily routines yeah i mean most of us get in the car we don't even know how we got to the location Mm -hmm. Right? right. We're on you the phone. The yeah. We're on the phone. We're like, whoa, did I take the highway or the back roads? Like that happens so much. So will you elaborate on each of your seven key principles of mindfulness? Oh, sure. Uh, the first, um, the first one is if we can be more present, we're less on autopilot. And that relates, um, to something uh, in, there's a part of the the brain, the default mode network. And when we're ruminating about the past or the future, then we're living in the midline circuits of our brain primarily. And if we can activate the 
side circuits by being present. So for example, to use your uh, driving, the driving example where I missed my stop. Well, I was, I was in some kind of uh, thought safari mm -hmm. in my midline circuit. And usually these safaris are all <laughs> about us. I did this and then that, it's like a movie. But the more that we can get out of that, and the, the second feature is to have more sensing, less thinking. Mm. So the more somatic body experiences we can have, which are very present, the, the less thinking that we can you know, be exposed to. And then uh, this naturally, the third one is about having more presence, less in the past or the future. And we know that our minds are wandering naturally. We spend half of our lives with these wandering thoughts and 90% of those thoughts are reruns, which you probably know from your own personal experience. We just go over the same thing mm -hmm. unless we can become present and stop those thought safaris in their tracks. So the, the, um, the fourth feature is that we can have more acceptance and less um, less aversion and less reactivity more time to respond not react and by accepting it doesn't mean we like it a lot of bad things happen but at least we say this is this is what it is this is what it already is so this piling on that we might tend to do uh, is often more stressful for us than whatever this event is that has occurred. And the, the sixth feature is to um, keep in mind that our thoughts are fleeting. They're not set in stone. It's just data. And it's, it's fleeting. It's not facts. We don't have to act on them. And in fact, uh, the same is true of emotions. Our feelings are fleeting. And unless we engage with them and, you know, get down on ourselves for something, the life of an emotion is about 90 seconds. And the, so that's, that's also uh, when I um, uh, came more and I'm still working uh, on this journey of mindfulness, but when I could come to terms more with how fleeting thoughts and emotions can be, it's very empowering uh, because in the moment you you say, I am sad, but really I feel sad, mm. get a little distance. That helps a lot. Mm -hmm. And the final feature is that uh, mindfulness can bring us a broader view and we can just step back rather than being so caught in this moment of anger or this moment of resentment. And we can just get a little bit more of a perspective. So, hmm, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Your questions are getting more difficult. <laughs> you do that. I want to answer you as best I can. Mm -hmm. You do that. Uh, the, the real answer is it depends. Mm -hmm. It depends on you. Uh, so as we've said, there are times for things. So some of us get ambitious and, oh, wow, now I've learned about mindfulness. I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes every day. But no, probably more realistically, 
if it is a time in your life when you can begin a practice, you start slow. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down for 30 seconds. Yeah. That's fine. And the one thing that the research confirms for us, um, there's a lot of research coming out of the University of Wisconsin and the lab of Richie Davidson. And we know that every, it's, it's about being regular. And we also know that the, the time hovers somewhere around 12 to 15 minutes a day. What time to, does? To, uh, the time for us to, uh, have a mindfulness practice, uh, like a mindful awareness practice. So if you had a breath practice or you sat uh, and listened to sounds or you had a walking meditation where you tried to just be fully present in your body for what's going on, 12 to 15 minutes is one of the, the um, time frames that has been shown repeatedly to be um, a an amount of meditation time to have an impact on us. Hmm. And what we don't know is whether if that's broken into uh, two minute segments or all at once, that's all still being studied. So all of this by way of saying every few seconds or moments that we can be present, it all contributes to our overall well-being. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, for people who don't know much about mindfulness, um, those moments when you're present are what gives you peace, right? That's right. It, and you feel, you know, different people describe that differently. Peace, space, calm. And so everyone uh, can tap in for themselves to what that space feels like. And, and that's one of the first things is to become familiar with that. Mm-hmm. and realize that uh, mindful awareness is a natural resource. It's available to us 24-7. And it's free. Mm-hmm. Like purpose, same idea. Lots of research-proven health benefits for both, both of which are available to us, mm-hmm. to anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, we end the show every day with be a nice person, make good choices, and be present. Mm-hmm. I love that for a reason, um, and so I think uh, I think we've got some some good tools. Do you ladies have any questions before? Do you I have a mindful I, practice, Meredith? I think I need to do some get some work do some work today. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> Meredith needs a practice. Me too. <laughs> me too. Um, you know well, what? I'll give you a good example. Like earlier today, I was just in my kitchen here, just cranking. I'm trying to get my house set up for my parents. So when they return and my mom's uh, sick with brain cancer, and I just want to make the load as light as I can for my dad. So I'm trying to get everything done. And in trying to get everything done while I'm trying to get my work done, the levels were getting higher and higher and Mm -hmm. higher. And I finally was just talking to my husband to go, you know what, I need to stop. Yep. And I, I literally hung up the phone, I went upstairs, and I did a hypnotherapy session. I have like my recordings. And I just shut down for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then my nervous system just calmed down. Mm-hmm. And then I was in a much better state to enter the studio and do my show rather than up until the last minute, revving high. Yep. And so I think one of the things you know you have to kind of realize is 
you know, especially for women, because we are overbooked and we are overwhelmed and we are trying to fill many, many roles is starting to identify that moment when the kettle's getting hot and say, I got to stop. And even five minutes of nothingness will change my setting. I knew in that moment I needed more than that. Um, But those are those are like kind of the greatest tools that I've been able to apply that have helped me. Yeah, and I think you've in part answered your own question about how do we do this? <laughs> well, here's about- the thing. I know how I do it, but you're an expert that yeah. I want to tap into because you might have something better for us for us to It's it's just what you're saying and and I interviewed over 100 women for my book just to see what's your relationship with mindfulness. And one of them said, "You know, the hardest part about mindfulness is doing it." Yeah. Totally. And it's also like you were saying, you're, you know, you're so busy. So the last thing you think that will help you is to stop and do nothing for 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. And that's so a counter. We just think if we could work faster or more efficiently, we and could push harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's this stopping it. And, and as you suggest, recognizing that you need to stop. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Yeah. I used to, I used to just, okay, no, I got to push harder. And I used to like try to fight through and oh my gosh, what a damage I would do to myself. It was, it was not helpful and it's not helpful to the people around you. Um, So now I do, I realize, okay, kettle's running hot. I've got to just go. Mm -hmm. I have a six minute meditation that I love. I have the hypnotherapy sessions that I love. And so I go to those tools. Kelsey, I know you had something you wanted to say. So I was going to say, I think it's so interesting. We chatted with, uh, Gretchen? Susan, oh. No, well, Gretchen too, but Gretchen mm-hmm. and Susan David about how... I love Susan. We, she's amazing. <laughs> it's like how we are not our emotions, right? It's, it's not I am stressed. It's I feel stressed. Mm-hmm. And that's been helping me so much, so yeah. much. So applying yeah. that as as well as applying like what you're saying, I think that it's how we react to things, you know, and not solely taking on that like you are not stressed. You are not that. Yeah. But I've been really trying to practice that. So I love... No, you've corrected me a couple of Woo! times. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. no, 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 you feel stressed. I'm like, yeah. yes, Kelsey, I feel stressed. I am not mm-hmm. stressed. I am not stressed. Yeah. I am Maria. I am Maria. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's hard, though. It's I know. It's hard. But it's, it's, it's changing the programming, mm-hmm. right? So we're, we're, we're kind of reprogramming. I think when you make a decision that things aren't working for you the way that they're going... You make a conscious effort to acquire tools to reprogram. And so it's like, to me, I always say it's like building a muscle. I got to keep practicing Mm -hmm. it till it becomes, you know, this big bulging muscle or it becomes second nature to me. And so some of these things that I've applied really well, um, the tools that I've, I've, you know, put in my toolkit over the last couple of years have served me well. And every day on the show, I get to, I get to get new tools. So it's exciting. That's great. So I, I was just reminded of um, we have um, a mindfulness leader in our field named Sharon Salzberg, and she always uses the example when it comes to I am and I feel. She says, well, you don't say I am a sore elbow. You say I have a sore elbow. Yeah. So it's the same with our emotions, like just make that little buffer there. And it is ex- extremely helpful. Yeah. Well, Caroline, this was amazing. Um, I want to make sure that we mention the book. Um, it's called The Gift of Presence, A Mindfulness Guide for Women. It was released March 17th Oh, look at her. Year. She's got it up. Yay! Woo! Let's be prepared. And, uh, 
I love, I mean, another time we'll have to get into all of your travel and your explorations through Japan and, Ooh. you know, Iran. And I mean, gosh, your your background and your story is incredible. Um, but Caroline has tons of resources related to the book on her website, including worksheets and exercises that you can apply today. So go to carolinewelch.com. We'll put the link to the website inside the summary of the show so you can just find it easily. And uh, you can follow her on social media at Carolyn Welch Author. So that is that. Caroline, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Tell Dr. Dan we said hello. I will. <laughs> and we'll thank talk soon. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, pretty cool, right, guys? Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Very cool. Amazing. My notes were a little screwed up. Mine are all, oh, no. Not going to lie. So I started backwards and was like, wait, what? Huh? There's oh. like all kinds of stuff. We'll figure this out. But um, helpful Still information amazing. this Wednesday, guys. So tomorrow we are going to re-air an episode mm-hmm. because I'm going to be live on live. Well, no. Tomorrow we're re-airing an episode. What episode have we chosen yet? let's decide oh gosh we need to be promoting what episode jeff what we'd like doing we can change this is deciding based on this show which one we're excited about to re-air but if you want me to start picking in advance we can do that too well yeah we want to be able to tell everybody jeff off the top of your head we always do a social campaign at night so there will be whatever we pick we'll be tweeting going on story and ig whatever show we pick okay well we're gonna have an amazing episode (laughs) for you guys tomorrow from the library uh, Wednesday, we are going to have the hugely popular entrepreneur, podcaster, and self-help guru, Gary uh, V. Mm-hmm. And he's going to blow our minds. We still need, we should reach out to him, Jeff, so we can get links to those workshops. Yeah. Because if you guys haven't been able to find them, yeah. <clears throat> I need them immediately. So you're going to reach <laughs> out to him the second we hang up. Great. Well, and you're going to get those emailed to me within the hour because I need to be able to see them in my free time, which is a very short window after this show. And uh, so we'll have him on Wednesday. And if you like today's episode, um, well, this is actually the same one you re- you referred last week. So we're going to cut that out because that's not based on today. Okay, guys, we'll figure out our paperwork Gretchen. another day. Gretchen and Susan. Okay. Gretchen and Susan. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then we have I have Phillip last week's suggestions still too. on here. Ooh. Jeff, well, last week's suggestion still on I here. Know, right? Jeff. On, <laughs> I know we talked about shadow work again on the call, but we, Jeff. Sorry, guys. Okay. You, um, we'll think about that. Um, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this information is helpful to you. We can follow us at Maria Menunos, of course, at Caroline Welch Author, at Jeff Crane Graham, at Kelsmeyer2, at MLA Hearn.